Oliver Dixon on SAFM. You're listening to The Viewpoint, the Monday edition thereof. If you missed that conversation, just go into www.safm.co.za and you can listen to the podcast thereof. Very important conversation. But right now, we're going to be speaking about the ICT summit that is back for the first time in two years as a result of interruptions caused by COVID. You know what happened to conferences uh, and summits and all of that sort of stuff. The only person that had those was the president. But this particular one is about learning... um, is, is very specifically about advertising infrastructure of government to make sure that services are delivered and things to improve from manual to a more digital process. You would recall just the other day, uh, you know, there was there was a tough conversation around the SABC going offline, for instance, as a result of uh, switching off analog. Um, There's a conversation around uh, the auctioning of Spectrum. That has finally been done, although being contested in court. All of these things play a massive role in the flow of information and the infrastructure that carries that information, but more specifically, um, making sure that access to information becomes cheaper and widely more accessible. And this is why the ICT sector is such a crucial and important sector. Mote Mfuleni, who's the founder and chairman of the ICT Summit, is with us uh, right now. Uh, Mote, thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it. Let's maybe just start there. What is the ICT Summit and what does it aim to achieve? Uh, Good evening, uh, Oliver. Thank you for for having us. Um, We really appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. The ICT Summit, uh, Oliver, um, has been a conference that has learned from its big brother uh, called GovTech. And GovTech is a conference that government leads through CETA. It's a very effective, successful model of getting together uh, government uh, officials together with the industry to discuss uh, issues that are pertinent in that period. So from it, we learned that perhaps we must deal models of uh, provincial summits that then look at provincial uh, discussions and yeah. then influence the national discussions around the uh, developments uh, in ICT. So it attracts uh, leaders in government, uh, people who are responsible in government departments for technology. It attracts CEOs of companies. We've got few CEOs coming through uh, this year. It attracts academics, universities, TVET colleges, and it attracts young aspiring entrepreneurs and those who are already in the ICT space uh, to come around the table to discuss issues that are pertinent for the province and the nation. Yeah. Uh, let, let's start here. A big thorn uh, or big elephant in the room as far as ICT is concerned over the last couple of years has been access to information, cost of data, but also spectrum not being available. People saying government's dragging its feet on releasing spectrum. Government has officially done that. Um, Is there a positive and optimistic feeling amongst the various stakeholders in the lead up into this year's summit? Oh, definitely. I mean, most of the elements of the summit are oversubscribed. We are back after two years. We are a niche uh, conference and people kind of like it because it's quite uh, intimate uh, compared to your bigger 3,000, 5,000-seater conferences. And uh, the dis- issues of discussion are issues exactly like what we are talking about now. Uh, infrastructure, how it's important 
for us for us to achieve all the good things we want as citizens and expect from government and the things that the private sector can do in partnership with government to make sure that um, the environments that we are in, in in the public space and the private space are digitized and we do not have, we don't have to travel for kilometers just to access uh, information so those mm. things are very very important because the the world uh, oliver is not waiting for us mm. um, our children are showing us continuously that uh, to access content from our traditional way of a hard copy of a newspaper or only radio or only a television set, that there are other means. And those means are are enabled by having solid uh, digital infrastructure. Mm. You are correct, Oliver, I must agree with you, that what government has done, and we must appreciate Minister Nchaveni for her uh, zeal and forthrightness in making sure that um, key elements of spectrum are released because what that does, it creates a very important ecosystem, more especially in the elements of government that are the front line of service delivery for all of us to be able to access the speed because what the telcos have had um, has been almost exhausted. So that's very, very uh, important for us to have. But the second point you are raising is the cost to then access uh, the Internet. We must look at, you know, the initiatives made by the previous minister in the department, uh, Minister Ndabeni, in canvassing and fighting for the, you remember the campaign called Data Must Fall? Yes. That sort of uh, campaign has really helped people who are, most really people who are in the prepaid market. You remember in the prepaid market, you buy a data bundle for a month. If you've not used on the 30th or 31st of that month, you forfeit that bundle. Now, the landscape has changed because you are able to have certain packages of bundles that are carried over and the user is not forced to spend data in a particular period. But some of the data packages are beginning to fall, not necessarily on the speeds that we're expecting them to fall if you compare our data costs compared to other emerging economies of our size. Yeah. But I think it's a work in progress that we must begin to appreciate from an uh, access a point of view. A couple of years ago, um, just as the Presidential Commission on 4IR was launched, I was fortunate enough to facilitate and moderate a panel discussion with the Commission Beautiful. and various other role players at the Timokolong building in Bromfontein. An important conversation emerged there. The then minister at the time was uh, Minister Stella Ndabeni Abrams, the Minister of uh, Telecommunications. A feeling there was that oftentimes private players do not come to the party. This was off of the back of that massive competition commission, uh, um, you know, uh, tribunal uh, judgment coming out against uh, the overpricing of data and the unfair practice of it expiring. That was a sore thumb uh, at the the time. But equally was uh, a sense that the regulator in the space, ICASA, for instance, was toothless to a very large extent. Uh, I know that's a lot to throw at you, but are those <laughs> still two issues that make the room awkward? I, I, I think from the infrastructure investment, I think we are beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel, more especially f- uh, from the big four players uh, in the telcos that... Uh, Uh, Large investments are being done in making sure that um, uh, communities are being connected, Uh, you know, new technologies are being deployed, 
uh, skills are being brought uh, into the fore so that we are able to sustain and produce some of the applications that we need locally and locally as an SA so that we don't really have all the solutions coming through our shores. We're able to produce locally and develop uh, the, the, the skills we need. You've seen that sort of investment, more especially as the country uh, pushes uh, forward around the 5G space, that there's a lot of investment in making sure that uh, we're 5G-enabled uh, a country from an infrastructure point of view. At the micro level, you still see that uh, companies, not just the telcos, but even the OEMs, are making contribution, whether you're talking e-learning environment, whether you're talking uh, healthcare, where they are coming to partner with government in making sure that uh, some of these things are being realized. I mean, I've recently seen some of the work done by the minister just recently partnering with large uh, um, local and international uh, industry uh, companies in making sure that these things are realized. We've got to really make sure that... um, those partnerships between private and public sector happen. And I tell you why it's important, because part of the problem with government is is the red tape that really limits some of the chain that we would expect as citizens from government. You know, we should not be in this instance still having long queues in facilities such as home affairs, for an example. Our children should not still be battling to access grade 12 material online if there was speed from government. But we do realize now that uh, because government is a policy animal and, and they, are, uh, they are driven by policy mandates and some of these things take time. This is why then it is better for private sector to then create the strategic partnerships. Though they don't forfeit their commercial objectives, but we are able to make sure that um, we create some uh, digital connectivity for the communities most of our communities in South Africa. What we must do, though, I must just conclude this point, Oliver, is that we must not only focus in the large communities and leave your township and rural communities behind because they may not give the large private sector companies the chain commercially that they want. Uh, in the in the in, you know in the delivery of these digital services. Mm, mm, mm. What what do you hope? to achieve by the end of the three days of the summit, or is it two or three days at the end of the summit? How do you make sure that it's not just another talk shop where industry players come talk, shake hands, drink cocktails, and go back to their respective corners and continue to operate in the silos that they do? How do you, what are you doing to ensure that this will be an impact-driven summit? You know, what we've done, Oliver, in the context of the Eastern Cape, we have partnered with an entity supported by government. It's called ACFEC. It's almost a think tank of government because what we need to do, exactly like you're saying, we need to make sure that the recording and the archiving of the outcomes of the summit are kept, but we have um, strong elements from research that comes out of these things so that you are able to test scientifically some of the proposals that are being made. This helps in making sure that we also don't do technology dumping, meaning you go to communities and say that is the solution. And we've seen this in the past with e-learning. You go deploy computers in a village and those computers are not connected because there's no fiber, there's no fiber infrastructure and this thing does not work. 
or you deploy an e-health service into a local municipality or a clinic, and there are no professionals to be able to, to use these tools uh, to provide services to communities. So what we've now done with EXEC, we've created this partnership to make sure that the data that comes from the summit is uh, uh, put together, as well as it is goes through a research process, and we are able to share that information with planners in government, with planners in private sector, and share it with the institutions of uh, higher learning. We've got um, uh, four universities of the Eastern Cape coming, We've got the TVETs coming, and these are very important stakeholders in the production of knowledge, and they would be leveraging on the outcomes and the deliberations that come from the summit. In that way, like they do with the World Economic Forum, it will not just be a talk shop, but be able to take that data and then put it out in the market, and it becomes a resource for planning. Yeah. Uh, is there a charter that you're hoping parties would sign? Is there some sort of declaration uh, that uh, stakeholders will commit to? We, we don't really take that, uh, that approach um, where we have declaration and commitments, but we really take a, a, a summary of resolutions. I think that's what we do. Mm. And we package those resolutions and then we circulate it to the industry. But what we're doing uniquely now, because sometimes they do get forgotten, uh, Oliver. We, this year is the 16th year of the summit. And if you track some of the ILA resolution, we can draw them from archives and measure them. But some fall through the, the, the cracks. And that's the reality of the story. Mm. But I think the partnership with universities and access is going to make sure that um, the resolutions are kept in some dashboard and have some form of uh, monitoring and evaluation. And like I said earlier on, they are shared with the institutions that, uh, that are important for, for planning, more especially for digital infrastructure planning, with sort of a bias to the rural and township communities where there is still a huge digital divide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just finally, for participants who, who think that they could positively contribute to uh, the summit who would like to participate, can you provide us with the details of it? Is it live streamed? It would be fun if it weren't. Um, how can yes. how can those who <laughs> are, are looking right. to be a part of it participate? So so we've got the the channel for the summit. It's Easter Summit on YouTube. So it will be flighted on YouTube. You are correct. Uh, one of the lessons from covid is that we go hybrid. Yeah. So we left the physical and the hybrid one. It will be flighted through our channel on um, on uh, on YouTube. It's called the ICT Summit. It will also be available on our social media platforms. Uh, also, the um, handle is the ICT Summit. And then we've got media partners that we're working with uh, that will also, from the SAPC table, be covering some of the elements uh, of the summit. Now, for those who may be interested in, in uh, maybe sharing a paper uh, or becoming part of a discussion, uh, mostly the technical discussion, but some of the things we look at, uh, Eastern Cape is, is a coastal province, and we've got a lot of submarine cables that are here that are managing data traffic, and they may be interested in leveraging on those. Eastern Cape now has uh, recently been connected with the Two Africa cable that has large multinationals, we would be really interested to really have some of those inputs from those who may not be able um, to attend, and they can really share the information with us. We've got a website. It's called the uh, uh, www.ictsummit.org, and there is a platform where they can share such information.
Thank you so much for your time this evening. Really, really do appreciate it. Mozart Mfuleni, who is the founder and chairman of the ICT Summit. So if you're in the Eastern Cape region, um, certainly do uh, participate, definitely swing by it. But if you're a researcher in the space, very, very important. A friend of mine who is uh, doing his PhD in optic spectrum will certainly be interested in this. I should ask him if he knows about this, if he's part of this. Certainly do participate in it. Again, ICT Summit on YouTube, ICT Summit across all social media platforms. Platforms. Very important summit. And I really do hope that strong discussions take place that shape and shift the paradigm of our uh, information technology space in South Africa. Thank you so much, Motse. Really, really do appreciate it. Thanks, Oliver. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of that conversation. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, it is your news.